Hi everyone, welcome back to the A's and D's podcast. In today's episode, we are going to be discussing the many languages of Uganda, um, their history, and a few Ugandan proverbs, comparing them to UK proverbs and sayings. So we are also learning quite a few things about our own country as we go through this podcast process and are actually shocked to hear that there are over 50 languages in Uganda, most of which we haven't really heard of because we only speak uh, Luganda um, based on the tribe that we're from. Um, this actually, Miss Narukenga reminds me of uh, my history lesson that I had back home um, in boarding school where they were sort of like teaching us about how we sort of all started and um, what I remember from that is that basically it started with like the Bantu people and that was like one sort of like tribe, I guess. And um, basically um, they all spoke the same language, but then over time, I think there was some rivalry or something like that. Yeah. And um, they sort of like people just started dispersing to various different parts of Africa. And then obviously um, they started speaking like, different languages and that's where we sort of like we've got all the different countries but really and truly it all started with um just like one sort of like tribe of people which were called the bantu people and um bantu basically means people and what i understand of this is that there's several languages in um africa where um everyone uses the word bantu and the word bantu means people for them no matter whether you're from nigeria or um, Zimbabwe or anywhere, the word Bantu in your language would mean people. I actually didn't know that. That's quite amazing. Yes. That is so, like, universal. And that's quite telling of the history that Docus was saying that it started as one people. Mm-hmm. Yes, it did. So that's how they identified. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Uganda being a multilingual country, you know, with all its, you know, 43 to 50 uh, languages at the moment, um, all these languages fall into... Di- four different families so you have like we talk about we have the bantu family then we have a nilotic family and then we have the central sudanic family so this is all different parts of of um of uganda that speak different um i guess i don't want to say dialects but different languages um and then there's other two languages and they're different like family but that's just a small really small part of the of uganda so of the 43 languages that are currently being spoken, um, 41 of them are indigenous and the other two are non-indigenous. I'm not so sure why, but... You know. Let's just unpack on that word indigenous. <laughs> yes. What it's does not, it really mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're not fans of this word, as you can hear. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's just a bit, like, controversial to call people who live in a place indigenous and yeah. th- that word is also invented by i feel like it's quite a western eurocentric word mm-hmm, so it's like western people have come to a country discovered humans <laughs> and then called them a new name it's really strange to me you can't discover someone that's already there mm-hmm. apparently you can it's not it's not real until it's white it's like it's yeah, not exactly. it's not like it's something that was new that's habit. been invented you get what i mean like they were already there I guess I guess it's the same thing as when people call like you know the original like Americans like the Native Americans. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And stuff. Why are they native? Well, That's what I mean. They need a name. It's so strange. Like, they are. They are there. They started there. What are you doing? Exactly. So I don't understand. Like, um, don't they stop to think that they could have derived from these natives? 
Was, apparently that doesn't make sense in, to them. You could have, because you must have started somewhere. Mm-hmm. You didn't start from non-native. I don't know how. That, yeah, <laughs> no, I see it. your point. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, you, you must have derived from the natives exactly. because they're the oldest group of people. It just doesn't make sense to me. No, nope. also, they, not, they came first. Also, do you not feel that about? It's kind of the same thing. Like, obviously, it's a bit worse with humans, but it's the same with land. You can't discover land; it was there. Yeah, mm-hmm. but then it becomes such a big thing. Like I found it as if you made the <laughs> earth. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like when people find land and they're like, "I have the rights to all of this," just just by it. yeah. But that language is important. Like you said, it's very Eurocentric. They use it to manipulate and framework the history of a people, and even you can persuade us. And I used to use that word a lot. Now I really question it. Like it persuades the people from there that they are indigenous, but it's like it's so inaccurate but yeah it means that people from western countries get to have the narrative of how the world started and yeah. who was discovered um which countries are i guess more modernized or whatever yeah western people are just on a holiday like how dare they <laughs> name the other people <laughs> exactly it doesn't make any sense to me at all i think it all comes down to just control because obviously yeah. if they can sort of like put us in this sort of like bubble and then label us something, then we're all gonna go along with it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And then, yeah, and then we just continue to start thinking that, that, oh, okay, they found us. No, you did not find me. I was there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, power but... of language. And that's how we even got to the point of English becoming Uganda's official language when it was just because of colonialism. That actually blows my mind. Yeah. Today, English is the official language of Uganda. That can't. I don't know. When there are 50 languages there spoken. It's not even that. What happened to our national language, Luganda? Mm. I feel like with, with like the countries have sort of taken English and then turned it into their own sort of dialect is because maybe they're putting their stamp on, they're putting their foot down basically saying, no, we will not let you come into our country, claim you've found us, <laughs> and then you're going to give us your language as well. <laughs> like we're putting our stamp, we're putting our foot down, you're not going to do that. But obviously, Uganda, like, I just don't understand how our national language, Luganda, <laughs> is competing. No, but I kind of wait how it should be a competition. I, I like how Uganda's done it because it's just like they speak their own language. That's it. Or they speak English because they're in the education system. Mm. Like, it's not like this in between where it's like creating a whole new dialect. It is just like this is our language and we speak English because we we're colonized and now it's in the education system. There's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. So it, it keeps those completely separate. Yeah. But guys, do you not think in language-wise, what's the point? Because if they learn English and they do, like, say, for example, if you do a degree in Uganda, it's in English. Um, but then if those qualifications don't get acknowledged, why bother? Why wouldn't you just do your degree in Uganda? Like, yeah. what are you getting? I want to know what they're getting. They're not getting anything. It's just colonialism. It's the product of it. The, those systems are now entrenched. The education system was modernized by western countries by bringing english and it's probably those colonial people who said now english is your official language the queen has saved you yeah like we didn't say it or declare it it's just now become yeah it's the strength of like yeah changing a whole continent i guess yeah that's why like there's a lot of french speaking african countries yeah portuguese speaking it's they can't go back now mm. this actually reminds me like um when i was in boarding school and um I forget how old I was, maybe 11 or 12, no, actually, no, probably 10. And um, so basically, like, we, we were in the classroom, and um, I don't know what happened to our teacher, actually, that day, but then we had to go to, the, like, the next-door classroom, so that, because they had a teacher who was going to teach us. And obviously, I was still in the, in the, basically getting my things together, and I said something in broken English, like, it wasn't, like, proper, like, yeah. 
Can you tell us what you said? You know yeah, what? Please. I actually, I'm racking my brain to remember what it was. But let me tell you, the teacher had it from across the next room. <laughs> and I was cold. And I was literally like, you know, bitten. Like, literally lie down what? and like, get your bits for for speaking broken English. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm actually trying to remember what also, it was. Also, was it in a conversation or did you answer like a, a school question? Because it doesn't matter. In it school, matter. you can't what? speak any Luganda. Yeah, you can't speak Whether you're talking to your friend or teacher, yeah. you just can't speak Luganda. Why are you beating me up for a private convo? Don't eavesdrop. Exactly. That, that's actually <laughs> that that's very true. No, ridiculous. But I don't think it was a private conversation, actually, to be honest. I think I was screaming at a friend <laughs> about something whilst we were getting our stuff together to go to the next door. To ne- yeah, to go next door. And um, yeah, and then whilst I was screaming, obviously, it was like broken English. Boy, I don't think I'll ever forget that day because I got my bits. Like, that's I remember so it. Wild. So. Yeah, so now I see, like, why I can see why English could take over because mm-hmm. obviously, if they're emphasizing it in school, you're not allowed yeah, to speak Luganda. The education system. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think I read something about the fact that it was because the languages were so, because Uganda is so ethno diverse in its languages, when we were colonized, they were struggling to find one language that connected everyone so it was very easy to say well this is the language mm. that can connect you uh, all but it mm. seems like people were doing just fine having mm. that variety of languages they didn't struggle i assume they were happy creating those languages based on the regions they're in and i'm sure there's other ways that they could have communicated um why does it have to be english but i guess it's just like it's such an easy job then when people are so divided yeah it's so easy to like take over all of them yeah also um where's got if they don't understand what you're saying why don't I give you a language that I'm going to understand? So mm. we might as well all speak the same language to get them in. I think what continues to surprise me is that um, basically Uganda's neighboring country is Kenya and they speak Swahili. What surprises me is in all these languages that we have in Uganda, um, no one speaks Swahili and it's just like, that's our neighbor. I'm just, I don't know what anyone yes, else thinks about it. They speak Swahili. Yes, they speak Swahili. Yes, yes, they, they do. do. They do. Swahili, <laughs> but, is, Swahili is actually an official language in Uganda. In yes, Uganda. Exactly. Yes. Yes, yes, it is. Next, right next to Luganda. But it's, it's, it was only what? like recently. It was only yes, like I recently did. introduced um, as an official language. But previously, they only used to like speak Swahili in the army. Yeah, I was gonna say um, that. But then they started teaching it in schools as well. So it has been added as an official language. But yeah. it's been added, right? It's not yeah, like, yeah, it was added like, it. very recently. Recently, yeah. yeah. But yeah. I still think that Swahili is associated but, with Uganda. Like, yes. even when I talk to our parents, they've learned bits of Swahili in Uganda. No, no I, I like it. My mum could not speak to me in Swahili. Yeah, that's because she's not. Um, also, the fact that Dana told us it was brought up in 2010, that doesn't make it like 2005. An original, 2005. That's a long time ago. And a re- it was not that long yes. time ago, babe. About 10, 15 years ago. <laughs> that's not like. Sounds rooted like most of my life. Yeah, Swahili but, is not rooted in our history. No, but if it being made official or whatever doesn't mean other people were not speaking it when it wasn't official exactly so people do speak i have met ugandans who speak swahili me too um, so, mom yeah. speaks swahili guys let's, let's what, not forget that um, what i'm talking about like it's not that i'm saying people can't learn swahili like i've learned spanish what i'm saying it's is, not like that when they talk about the dialects of uganda i've not heard swahili being mentioned i see before. what she means but, i see what, and she that is what surprises me considering it is a dialect of kenya yeah but in kenya but they're not speaking history. luganda are they <laughs> they really isn't are isn't that the same thing as France, like French is France is our neighboring country. French French is not our official language. Very true. It's the same. It's the same thing. So for us, obviously English is our official language because of colonialism. Um, but Swahili, like you said, because of neighboring countries, it it is also been added as a language. But I don't think it should be such 
a debate because if you think about European mm, countries, we true. don't have official languages. Yeah. I think it's because I, it's always so well known as an East African language, like more so than Luganda, mm, more yeah. so than all the other like. Well, yeah, but how could you have that? Because that's such a. Um, I don't know how many languages there are in Kenya, but that's such a linking language. But with Luganda, in Uganda, sorry, there's fifty languages. So how would it be, have the same effect? I think there's no way that's going to work. Like that. really I think Kenya is more old. known than. Uganda, Uganda and therefore yes. Swahili follows after that because that's the language they speak. Yeah. If I say East Africa, people will say um, Kenyan. Yeah. yeah. No one's gonna say Ugandan. Yeah. Very shocking, though, and then no one. Yeah. Actually, with that comes with the Swahili because yeah. obviously they're thinking, okay, everybody in East Africa speaks Swahili. Yeah. No so one knows thing. Luganda. Even when I say I speak Luganda, they're like Ugandan. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I get that back all the time, and I'm just like, I don't even know whether to leave and you. Then it boggles them where I'm like, I'm from the Buganda tribe. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. From there's no like, uh, there's no like, um, I want to say disparity, don't know if that's the right word, yeah, but like Kenyan Swahili, do you get what I mean? But for us, everything you just add a little letter, yeah. Uganda, <laughs> Uganda, Uganda, do you get what I mean? So it's like they get confused, so but does that go back to the fact that there are so many languages in Uganda and maybe actually there is one uniting language in that, Kenya. Uh, that's what I just I was saying English yes. as I was saying it's not the same you can't compare the two things and English is that uniting language yeah English yes, is English. English it's English that's the one um, <laughs> but also when when you speak about like you know people not knowing what our official language is um, and not knowing about Swahili um, I think the only people who tend to know that Swahili exists as a language are actually African, other Africans. A European person is not going to assume um, that I know how to speak Swahili. <laughs> They'll just look at me and say, what language do you speak? Do you know what I mean? So I find that it's always like other Africans who yeah. jump to the conclusion that all East Africans just speak Swahili, mm-hmm. um, when actually that's not, that's, not the, that's not the truth. Yeah, I completely yeah. agree. There's like a bit of education behind it. If someone's ever asking me about Swahili, I think, oh, you actually know what Uganda is. Mm. Like, at least yeah. you're coming yeah. close. Mm. But everybody else, they don't even bother. There's no ballpark. There's no, <laughs> there's no guessing. They just don't they know. They have no clue. It's funny that we talked earlier about, like, the concept of, like, <laughs> the Ugandan patois. <laughs> um, and, like, mixing um, the English language. We do it with some of the words we use, don't we? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there is a bit yeah. of Uglish that does go on. Yeah. Um, either in pronunciation or... Yeah, yeah, mostly in pronunciation. What's oh, it could be, it's like uh yeah. it's like pigeon, like uh, the Nigerian thing. Yeah, where it's basically English <laughs> in their language. They they use it yeah. like Bernabo uses pigeon in his um, songs. So like supu, which is soup, but you add a u because you're Ugandan, <laughs> or maybe it's an accent. I don't know. Yeah, it's like it comes out in pronunciation. It's hard to explain. But mm-hmm. yeah, I'd ask him a question: What is Uglish? It's a combination of Uganda and English. Um, like we said, soup, supu, um, and like bulb, bolubu. Um, <laughs> they pronounce it in a way that just like extends the word, <laughs> which yeah. we call Uglish because it's still speaking English, but mm. I think they're it's Ugandan the English. I think they're also reading it as they, they basically they're pronouncing it as they see the words yeah. type mm-hmm. of thing. Like it's not like where we sort of like change. I guess, yeah, I guess it could be the accent, but literally they're just taking the word for what it is. What it is, yeah. I think in English as well, the thing that's complicated about the language is that it's like, it's, there's a lot of like, un, lessons that you learn in pronouncing things that aren't told and they don't continue, the rules don't continue. Mm. It's like, you'd have to be here to know 
that actually when you go do a double G, it's a hard G. Mm. So like egg, for example, is edgy. But you, they can't, they don't explain that. Yeah. You wouldn't yeah. know that from looking at it. I it's like it's learned. I thought that was a Ugandan word when my mum used to say edgy. edgy. She's just saying egg, E-G-G, but with an accent. Yeah, the second G, the second G, it has to be hard. And then that, that stuff, yeah. you don't, they don't write it down. That's very so, true. And they expect us to know. Mm. It's like knowing that knife isn't knife. knife. <laughs> you just have to learn by force. Um, that, so English is kind of put into play. I know we were saying we don't mix the languages a lot, but I think with pronunciation, that, that does happen. Well, yeah. that that's what they had to do because they enforced the English on us, so we just have to kind of make it our, our way. Yeah. Yeah. You g- yeah. The thing is, like, obviously, like, it's enforced on us, but they don't teach you, like, exactly how to say it and say things. So they just like, okay, here, start Give speaking. <laughs> take it and go. So obviously, like, Ugandans are going to take it into their own sort of, like, how they see it and then make it their own. Do you get what I mean? So... I actually think that's a bit nicer. Not that there's like beauty and colonialism, but I wouldn't want it to be the Queen's English. That's so disturbing to me mm. to like fly so far away and then hear the same thing. But, it'd be but so we do different. also speak the Queen's English. Like, but I mean, I we live here though. No, like in Uganda. Yeah, it is very, it is very proper actually. English. Better than English spoken here. Yeah. yeah. When I look back at my books when I was like in year two or one, I was writing in some very. No, but I'm trying to explain that ways. not not that they don't know the proper English, like. But that it's nicer, it sounds different. Mm. And there's at least something. It's not that the the words are wrong or the meaning's wrong, everything's perfect. Mm. Um, and it would it would also be hard to have like two Englands, like if we sounded yes. exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, I was like, it'll be weird. That would be very strange. Like we've got our accent, so it's not possible really. Can we just applaud Ugandans for being bilingual? Because we don't do that enough. Like people in London and England don't usually just speak English, but yeah. We adopted mm. a whole new language and there's like 49 other languages in that country. So, just so to, to, really, to really rate people mm. for learning that. Guys, do you remember when you used to say extend? Oh, <laughs> <my>. <laughs> yeah. This is an example of the Queen's English in play. There's another um, word for arguing, which um, is quite a big word like that people use in Uganda. When you're learning, I was like six or five and this is the word I'm using for arguments. <laughs> um, I've forgotten it. It's in the... What's it called? Dictionary. It's quite a big word. Yeah, guys, I'll never forget that, like, when you guys first arrived to the UK, I was so confused. I was like, what is this fancy language I'm hearing? Even though (laughs) it's weird the disparity because we're both speaking English to each other. But instead of move up or, like, just even pushing me to move up, you used to be like, oh, Ida, would you please extend? Like, it's the fanciest (laughs) language. I was so polite as well. And it came out so nice. She'd be like, extend, extend. And I'd be like, what? I think they mean move up. I used to extend, but I felt like I had actually learned a new word. Like, it was too fancy. The vocabulary mm. was... I wasn't there. So the yeah, word... That is the level of, like, English. English, they, they teach. Yeah. yeah. Big words. And it's like, that word I was talking about is quarrelling. Yeah. What? Yes. 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 Oh, yes. my God. That's yes. what it is for arguments. That's the word. Yes. Was but like, yeah, don't quarrel with me and stuff like that. That's, yeah. that's very some 20th like, century yeah, Shakespeare. Very, but that is a, you know, we were colonised back in those days. So yeah. that's the English we're using. We're but using old exactly, English. Exactly, English. Because there's a lot of colloquialisms used in yeah. now. Yeah. People take shorthands that they don't want to speak the full language. Yeah. And then they look down on African countries who are speaking when i meet our aunties in uganda they're always like, instead of like how are you it's like are you fair and I'm yeah like, yeah I? yeah and i'm like yeah i guess i'm good <laughs> not that fair I'm just 
so confused. Also, it's so but, weird now because in these countries, like in Uganda, they, they teach proper English, but now all of our like um, colloquialisms are in the dictionary as well. So it's like we've like we're recreating English and to make it shorter mm. and make it mm. easier mm. and less formal. But then all these countries having to learn, the they're like quarrelling. Formal, yeah. yeah. It's very strange. Yeah, I won't forget that word. It takes a piss. <laughs> it's, like, it's so hard. <laughs> I was like, why am I using this <laughs> word when I came here? I was like, argue. Six years old. Yes. Yes, I was you young. Have a quarrel today. That's, that's how yeah, that's what we're using. You, at that age, like, because of how we grew up and, you know, the kind of languages that we're taught, taught you wouldn't think, oh, I'm actually um, speaking a different... <laughs> because that's I don't you know. know. You, you, obviously, you would, we would hear, like, you know, Miss Nalking and Idis speak english they would never say extend to you know to ask someone to move up like you said they would never use the word quarrel um but then that's what we're told so who am i to question it but then it, it would be a bit weird because then they would have glances like what, are they, what are they but you were speaking about? what's advanced that? what i would have been using yeah. maybe in essays that you yes yeah. yeah so you're yeah. doing that at six years old that says so much and here it's, I am just learning it. Like, it's so weird that um, when I was in Uganda, I was like an A-style student, came here and just dumbed down, like proper, like struggled. I don't know what it is, but pff, I don't know. No, but I also think that the, the approach to you and the teaching style was so different. So I think maybe you, you were an A-style student. I don't think that it was mm. that you got here and suddenly your mind, you blanked out, you didn't know how to write. Mm. I think your writing was correct, but I just think the way in which the testing and everything is so different. Like, they expect you when you get to the UK to write, like, essay styles and talk about poetry. Mm. But you're actually learning, like, a lot of... I don't know, the schooling is just so different. Yeah. That the curriculum doesn't work in the, the same Uganda way. The education system is a little bit better, in my opinion. Yeah. And, and stricter. And yeah. yeah, I was going to say, it's also a little bit harsher, because obviously, if you, like, if you didn't get certain grades, mm. you know you know what's coming at that's, the end of that's that. That's what they have in America. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> but you don't move forward. That's how it should yeah, be. Yeah, America, you Whereas don't move here, forward. You, Wait, can you explain that? Can, can you explain the not moving forward? Okay. Um, essentially, in Uganda, if you, like... Um, Kula was saying, if you don't pass a grade for whatever reason, because you don't understand the topic, they leave you in that year. So you could be <laughs> in year one and be 40 years old. Um, <laughs> yeah. you, they're not letting you pass because you don't know it. Whereas I think there's an assumption of knowledge in England where they keep moving you up. You finish school with like use because you just didn't understand the topic. And then people were just like, oh, that's fine. Just keep moving. I think it's kind of backward to keep letting people move forward when they don't understand something. Mm. Like you need to understand the foundation before you can learn all the like complex stuff and that says a lot about why there's a lot of people in England who are um, illiterate and just there they went to school but no one checked in on them so yeah. I do prefer the Ugandan system for that I wonder what year I'd be in <laughs> <laughs> question yeah I'm like for sure like I'm certain that I wouldn't hold up in Ugandan school because most of the stuff I say is just like idioms I don't speak proper English at all. Like, I think I can write essays, maybe. But most of my stuff is just, like, all the, like, in-between sayings that you wouldn't learn when you learn English. So mm. stuff like, hit the hay. Yeah, do like, you use that? Yeah, when I did you say I've that? never had you say hit the hay. Hit the hay one is not specifically <laughs> what I would use. But, you but say like, go to bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah I would yeah, say go sure. to bed. But there are some words that's like, um, pot calling the kettle black. You know those, like, weird ones mm. in between? I use those a lot. And I don't know where I even learned them from because my mum does not say that to me. <laughs> um, but I think just picking them up and I think I like that they're not exactly what... I'm saying what I mean without saying exactly what I mean. 
I don't know why that entertains me so much, but it does. And I'm sure these exist in Luganda, which is why I also think I understand the language, but there are bits that I wouldn't get. I guess this is why um, Americans, uh, they just say it as it is. They sound, well, to give you an example, sidewalk. You're walking on the side of the road. <laughs> and then we say pavement. It's kind of abstract and they don't yeah, understand yeah. very well, you know. What I just think, means. yeah, it makes them sound more basic. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I feel like those kind of phrases, like those idioms, um, we use more than we even know. Like, And I wouldn't even think of them as idioms idioms like saying someone's going to tie the knot or like oh that's just a drop in the bucket um i'm sorry so when did we use that one in there <laughs> <laughs> this is the first time i'm even hearing I'm it <laughs> well i use tie the knot all i'm saying is like <laughs> they, they come so naturally to us and i just i can't work out where and how i learned them but mm. it's just yeah shows the development of language isn't it you don't mm. need to actually speak properly proper classical english you can say like oh i feel bent out of shape and everyone will know um yeah you're feeling yeah everyone in england um i think the other thing that we're sort of taught but we don't like use it on a day-to-day basis is i think like proverbs as well i feel like language is more useful when it's actually being used to like pass on advice or guide you in life um like phrases like two wrongs don't make a right or beauty's in the eye of the beholder like you learn something from those kind of proverbs so I understand why they're put into play without being without giving someone an obvious lesson, um, and they're said in a way that is memorable because I always remember those kind of proverb styles. Um, does anyone know any Ugandan proverbs? Um, yeah, no, actually, let me talking. There's one that I remember in Luganda. I think it's, it goes along the lines of "Akwa tempola atukawala," which is basically take things easy, like don't, basically don't rush into things, which is like um, good things come to those who wait. So obviously, like if you take your time, you're gonna get like good results mm. and stuff. Which it's, it's really nice that these lessons like um, go like across borders. Like it's the same kind of lessons and life things that you're trying to get across, regardless. Mm. And uh, yeah, another um, good one is Chotonalia um, Tochesunga, which like the literal translation is don't be excited for something you haven't eaten yet they hash, basically. that is what you would translate it in yeah english but yeah i yeah. actually live by that um mm. i try not to like get excited about something if i if it hasn't happened yet or should i say oh, i don't know it's like when you go to a job interview and then like obviously like you've already seen how much you're gonna get paid yeah, exactly. yeah, you're already yeah. thinking about the holiday you're gonna <laughs> yeah oh, you're gonna get you go shopping in advance thinking you're gonna get that <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow, wow. <laughs> okay someone really thinks they're getting a the job yes you really believe that until you get those damn results where it's like nah computer says now yeah it's an it's a nice way to it's like i think it's a nice coping mechanism like yeah if you're not disappointed, if you don't have too many expectations, then you have less disappointment, I guess. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it's a nice proverb to live by. I live by it a lot. So on the subject of like, you know, languages and how people communicate, we've obviously touched on proverbs and um, how those are communicated for advice and idioms, you know, communicating something um, in the least obvious way possible. Um, we haven't really talked about 
not using vocal communication. So people who have to sign in order to communicate. Um, I think that's also important to acknowledge. Um, and actually, interesting fact, um, Uganda actually have their own Ugandan sign language as opposed to aligning with the British one or the American one, which I found quite fascinating. Yeah, that's something that's actually quite interesting. Um, I did not know this existed until, you know, the podcast. Um, but yeah, I also read that according to the World Federation of, of the Deaf, um, Uganda is the first country or was the first country to legally, legally recognize a sign language in 1995. So, you know, for a country that a lot of people say is backward, we are very forward thinking. So... So, ladies, um, just a question to put out there. Um, after everything we've discussed and like, all the different forms of communication and unpacking the English idioms, proverbs, as well as the Ugandan ones, in terms of your favourite form of communication, or if you had to pick one, um, let's include sign in there as well. So, Luganda, English or sign, what would you pick? This is to speak forever and understand only that one. I think I'd probably pick sign language just because it'd be the most universal one, in my opinion, that would link everything. And I think it would just be an easy society if we all just had that and everybody would be able to participate in it. Um, I, I agree with you there. I'll also probably go for sign language. I actually would choose Luganda because, you know, it's my mother tongue. I am a Ugandan girl. Um, not to say that there's anything wrong with english or sign language or any other languages but it's just something that i identify with it's who i am so yeah and on that note i hope you enjoyed our episode and looking forward to learning more things about uganda and where we come from and our language so on that note we'll see you next time bye, bye.